trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello, listeners and listeners. This is Wastelands. Hello, Marco Mark. Hello, Adam Obscene. Hello, listeners. We're here again to talk about the things that we love, which is movies that are so bad that they're good. We've had Ah. lots of discussions about how it's come full around full circle because we got to talking about this rabbit hole around movie adaptions. And so I made Mark watch this. Listeners and listeners, we've got a film here called I Am Omega. Trailer's a little bit sketchy for the fact that it doesn't have any words, but Mark, you had the perfect description of the opening scene of that trailer. (laughs) All you can hear, listeners, at the start of that trailer is like the, you know, the of uh, martial arts and weapons being swung around. And and that's the, uh, you know, the survivor, the lone survivor out in his front yard, you know, doing all kinds of crazy kicks and maneuvers and using all sorts of sticks and nunchucks. And uh, I just didn't know whether the bad guys were invisible or if it was a training montage. I think now that was a training montage. But we can't be sure. So can't be sure. <laughs> so I Am Omega is a 2007 uh, film. Basically, the synopsis is in a post-apocalyptic LA. It's been rampaged by zombie-like cannibal humans that have some kind of genetic infection. A local man, uh, Richard, is forced to live a daily struggle as he tries to locate radio signals to find a cure. Wow, what does that sound like? Hmm, gee, Adam, I don't know. Maybe it was from another movie around the same time with Will Smith in it called I Am Legend. And you are correct. So this is by The Asylum. Basically, The Asylum have cut their bread and butter since 1999, focusing on producing low-budget direct-to-video films. They've become notorious for um, using titles and scripts that are very familiar to current blockbusters in order to like lure their customers in um and sometimes even being so sneaky to release the films to video before the said inspiration was released in theaters so this is exactly the this is this is a point in case for that uh i am omega was came out um and let me just look at my notes here because i was being really really researchy november 18 2007 uh, i am a mm-hmm. maker came out uh mm-hmm. i am legend came out in on the 14th of december 2007 so right. basically i am a maker came out a month before i am legend um right there's lots of thoughts so. about why they do that and one of them is one of the thoughts that i i quite like is that they get, can't get nailed for plagiarism if it comes out first. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and with this one, it, there was so many similarities in it, but they were just touch tone similarities. Like yeah. it wasn't a, an absolute rip off of every scene. It was pretty close, though. So interesting. Um, and we can this this episode's going to be more or less going to put us in, in in a particular perspective. One is that we're both going to agree that I Am Omega was a pretty shoddy director video 
Oh. Shocker. I actually enjoyed it <laughs> because I enjoyed its naffness compared to the films that preceded it and then the oh, yeah. film that passed it. So when I talk about, that, about the films that preceded it, oh, what are we talking about? Last Man on Earth in 1964 with um, Vincent Price and the May- and Mega Man with Charlton Heston in, I think it was 71, um, were all based on a novel by Richard Matheson. Um, and so each one of these films have taken a slightly different tr- tact to it, but one of these consistencies in there like the radio and uh, am I going mad and is things being moved and are they yep. really zombies or am I the last man on earth? I think that you smoosh all those films together and they actually kind of all do justice in different ways to the, to the novel. Um, mm-hmm. But then they also add their own new spins to it. So, um, Mark, you uh, let me in on a dirty secret last week, which was your your undying love for Will Smith and I Am Legend. And <laughs> where did that where did that love bear from, my my good man? Like you know. I went saw I Am Legend at the cinema when it was a new release, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved. Everything about the movie, I loved that Mike Patton uh, did all the uh, voices and all the vocal sounds for the zombies slash infected people. I just thought that was so cool because I'm a big Faith No More and Mike Patton fan um, as well. And uh, I so much so that I uh, got a copy of the book, I Am Legend. Happens to be a short story. And I, I read it. And it was pretty close to the Will Smith uh, movie. However, the the character, the the Will Smith character, the the last man standing guy, was completely Aryan. Like he was, oh, it was almost sh- shocking to read how how much the author made of uh, his, you know physique and his stature and his blonde hair and his blue eyes and how you know it was up to him to save it all and what i really loved when i when i read this was that will smith just turned that on its ass man and i love that and i love that he infused for many reasons but he infused bob marley through it and stuff like that you know and uh into the soundtrack and i just thought it was great when i learned more and more about it that the more i love the movie so yeah I, I, I must admit i've watched it a few times it's a great movie and i think that um that point that you talk about the the sort of the the atypical macho blonde hair blue eyes oily walnut hero was mm. really probably the the child the the child Heston character in Omega Man in like seventy one he really yeah. like that's the they, they took that character from that from the book directly and like he sort of runs like that. Yeah, and the book was written in the 1950s, or published, I should say, in the 1950s. Yeah, 1954, um, I think. So we're talking about a decade where, where you know, machoism, know, machoism, and you know, coming out of coming out of like a, a pretty conservative era in in America. Um, yeah, absolutely. Was, was dead dead on. The other part, I think, is that we're talking about. Will Smith and turning the sort of character concept on the head. I do feel like, though, I am a mega. I think it did it as well because the lead actor who um, is Mark, and now I'm going to say this wrong, I think it's DeCascaco. 
who okay. he's a, a Hawaiian-born Filipino um, Jap- Japanese descent mm-hmm. kung fu sort of master, and sure. you know, so basically wasn't an again not an Aryan hero. Um, no, he was, and he was. Uh, and they brought in all those elements of like that sort of. There was a lot of nods to Bruce Lee films, and you know, like there was lots of nunchucks and you know, crazy yeah. ass, you know, fly kicks and stuff. But to the point where his character was actually ridiculed by some rednecks in there, like you know, hey compadre, come over here, boy. You know, it was all that yeah. sort of stuff, and it was just like, wow, that is totally like the other side of it. So. Um, yeah, there was a serious overuse of the word compadre in this movie. I, I, I counted like, 19 times, too. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a body count, you've got a compadre, a compadre count. Compadre oh, my count. God, it was so repetitious. Um, but, like, I think, you know, he – so this the, – the he played um, Richard, which – he was in Double Dragon in 1994. He's also um, – he looked really familiar. It's like he was in John Wick, he, um, three, last year. Um, oh. But the thing he re- really got me in, mate – he has a striking resemblance to Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah, sure, he does. And I was he like does. going, yeah, wow, that's what Brandon Lee would probably look like if he didn't die on the set of The Crow. And I did a bit of research, and he actually played um, Eric in um, The Crow TV series in 1998. Oh, that's cool. So great back. Um, yeah, so that's what he looks like him. He does the kung fu. And, oh, wow. you know, he played... Um, the character, the crow in the TV series, ill-fated TV series. I think it only went for one season. Uh, but sure. there you go. There's a little bit of extra bites. That sort of goes all in and around and up and down. Do you know something else I found out while looking at for this film? What's that? That in 2021, I Am Legend 2 is coming out. Ooh. Please tell me Will Smith. Yes. As in? Yes. The man, the legend, the Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how good's that? Well, great news. I'm hearing it I'm hearing it right now live, listeners. That's fantastic. So yeah, that's um so that's scheduled for release. The trailer's on um online now, so you can go check it out. Oh, but, that's cool. But that's a lot of Mate, talking I'll... in and around the mythology of um, you know, the I am legend legend. Yeah, yeah. It has a mixed lineage, absolutely stemming from that originally published book. And it's it's a pretty um it's a well, pretty well-worn path as sort of a trope in sort of survivalist and dystopian movies now, but this one seems to be the one that stems directly from the Richard Matheson book, and I guess maybe they uh, took it, gave a nod to the original author by naming the, um, the hero in I Am Omega Richard as well, so maybe that could be a slight tie-in. I think too, and, I, and there's another tie-in, which is there's lots of Easter eggs in this movie, is that the car that he was driving at the start, the white Oldsmobile, and the car that was in the parking garage that they broke away from, the green convertible, they were both Oldsmobile Omegas. Oh, hey, yeah. cool. So, no, that's, um, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's so cool, man. Yeah. I noticed, and I don't know if you did, and I hope, listeners, if you do watch this, um, that I wonder, Adam, if you picked up on uh, a very subtle sidekick that our uh, our hero Richard had with him at all times. Oh, yeah. A friend from uh, a couple of episodes ago, he had a fair bit of hillbilly chrome on the go. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he? There was a lot of gaffer tape in this, people. So our uh, 
go back, watch our series on how to survive the apocalypse and tune into the one called Hillbilly Chrome and uh, go to our Instagram page for hints, tips and tricks on how to use Hillbilly Chrome in the apocalypse and watch this movie so you will, you will learn how to use it properly. This movie really almost typified those two episodes. Just even the way that he fortified his compound. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fully how we would have done it. Like janky, but it worked. Yeah, you know? it's just like, that, that, I got some ply. And it's like, you know, one thing, like, let's let's talk about survival tips of the wasteland just quickly. Um, All right. Because it got me thinking while I was watching, and it stuck in my mind, is that he'd, he boarded up the whole house, except for the front door, which was two massive glass plane sliding doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like... Yeah. That made no sense to me. Just at least no. put some newspaper on them or something. So. At least. Yeah, like paint them out or something. I know. It was so janky. <laughs> that, that was um, funny. My notes, I don't know. I made notes this time, Adam. And the first the first notes I made was, it's the story of a docile white boy who grows up to be a handsome Asian man that plays his own father in a flashback. I Yeah, like I was there. Like I was, I, I got to the point when I realized... That the boy wasn't, <laughs> yeah. the, because I was going to hang on. How did how did he go from being a white that he must have survived to being pulled under the car to being this yeah. Asian marine? And then I realised no, the dad had just gone home. Right. Oh, it's the dad. It's Is that the, the dad? It, 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 he's the dad of the women. What? Yeah. So because I totally could. Oh, I. Huh. I I'm hoping it's the dad, man, because that's the only way I can fucking make reconcile that weirdness. Okay. Is that it was some well, weird inconsistent storytelling, if not. Like, okay, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Because he looked at a photo. He looked at a photo of his mum yeah. and the white boy. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he's looking at a photo of his mum and him. And they went, oh, hang on a second. No, I reckon <laughs> it's, he, it's his wife and his kid. That he's gone back home after you know after everything's gone down, and the reason like yeah, okay, I'm with you because but otherwise at the end, that. no, otherwise at the end when he talks about to the girl Brianna who he, he rescues and says you remind me of somebody, and you could either say oh he reminds me of his mum, mm. but then at the end when they have their remote their romantic scene and they say oh you remind me of somebody who oh, I don't really tell, and then they kiss. Oh God! Well, he never says who no, it is. No, so, so when what, they when what? they kiss, it if it's if it's the mum, that's creepy. But if it's his wife, that's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> well, I was watching the kissing scene at the end. You know, like you know, sunset over the apocalypse, and you know they're up watching it go down. And see, I still had in my mind that he's kissing that's his the mum. Oh, <laughs> well, you remind me of my mum. He doesn't he doesn't say that, but he kisses her anyway. He, and in his mind, I'm think he's thinking. Well, this is really fucking awkward, but she's the last woman left. She just happens to look like mum, mum. So I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going yeah. there. All right. So anyway, I, 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 I'm going with the fact that I think he's the returned serviceman that's gone yes. home to find that his wife and kid has been killed. And Adam, I believe that you're 100 percent correct <laughs> because that and is all- way less creepy than this other situation. <laughs> And, uh, and it I, just shows that there was some uh, inconsistencies in the storyline, to say the least. Dude, I didn't get that watching the film. I was with you. I I was like, he's kissing his mum right to the end. It took me today to actually sit on that for a while and go, nah, it was his wife and kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it just wasn't, <laughs> because it wasn't, movie. It wasn't clear, dude. 
Yeah, no, it wasn't. It sounds like we're waffling on, listeners. We're not. We're actually trying to get this movie straight in our heads together, and Adam's helping me with this because it's one of those movies that is great, and we know, like, we know our audience, and we have a lot of listeners, hello, who are big B-grade trash and VHS heads. So this will be fine. This is in your ballpark, people. But have a look. It's got some really inconsistent storylines. Another one, Adam, which is a little bit further into the movie, movie is when the two rednecks rock up they uh, uh this is not a spoiler you can't spoiler this they blow the shit out of his house to uh make him basically with a bazooka to make him compliant like okay you won't come with us kablooey they blow the shit yeah. out of his house now you have to and come it's a with a massive <laughs> fireball sort of thing and then in the next scene He's just standing there in his front yard going, all right, I'll come with you. And his house is fully still intact behind him. Still I intact. couldn't work it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they still had the internet. <laughs> there's actually there's actually funny, um, there's another one that's an inconsistency is um, in the getaway car at the end, the Corvette, the silver Corvette. It cuts oh, yeah. away to the speedometer and the speedometer yep. is actually a Volvo. <laughs> 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 Bit of B-roll. Nice. Oh, it's great. That's it's, it's those inconsistencies that make this movie really enjoyable. It, it, I, I, like I said, it's it's cheesy kung fu. I've got to say the zombies were cool. Like, they were. They the, had, like, the, the, the spines, the spines coming out of their spine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The makeup, the prosthetics were really good in, in this actually. Like that was really good. Um, another inconsistency, uh, sorry about my note taking, but another one I took was, um, okay, so the guys, Richard's been compliant and he's gone with the two rednecks and they're going to sneak into the city, into downtown using a series of tunnels. And, uh, Richard says to the rednecks, you know, emphatically explains, no, absolutely no shooting guns in the tunnels because of the gas lines, because of the gas lines down there. And within within five seconds, they're fucking firing AK forty seven. It's like it's that, like the AK Corral. OK Corral. If they go and like, that's yeah. like in a plane, and they say, "Whatever you do, just don't um don't open that door." And the first thing someone yeah. does is just opens the door. <laughs> just opens it. it. Like that was hilarious as well. And also, okay, another note. Not only did uh, Richard have in his arsenal of uh, apocalypse survival weaponry, hillbilly chrome. He also had a calculator watch. I noticed that. Mm. Just in case he had to, like, add up some statistical things. Or he may wanted to do this. Body count. Body count. Was 40. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> so this was actually quite a high body count because you would expect that in any zombie film that there's just bodies going to be laying waste everywhere. So for a film... If the, the body count was 40, the length of the film was 91 minutes, so the KPM or kills per minute is quite high. It's 0.439. Nice. So nice. that's half a kill a minute through <laughs> the length of the film. So you really can't get – yeah, basically every two minutes something gets murdered in this film. Just Man. to keep – that's pretty consistent. <laughs> Uh, that is very consistent. No wonder they had to just keep shooting in the tunnels when they were told, don't shoot in the tunnels. Don't shoot in the tunnels. So if you what was, give, you some, give us some null notes. Have you got anything else in there? Big yeah, note. yeah, I got a great quote from it. Uh, what was it? Why don't you just shoot them all? Because any fool can pull a trigger. 
<laughs> that was in there. And also, I made a note about the woman they saved. Okay, the 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 uh, character, the female character that they saved. Yeah, I just Brianna. wrote. Yep. She's a pain in the ass. Totally. Like when she, like they were at the, the dumpster, they're trying to get out of the city and a, a oh. zombie jumps out of the dumpster and she goes to shoot it blank in the face and goes, don't shoot it so close, you'll get blood on you. And then jumps up again and she goes to shoot it in the face again. <laughs> it's like. I just, I don't know. If I had traveled from my outpost, my fortified outpost, you know, safe in the hills outside of the city, and then I had battled a couple of rednecks who shot in the tunnels after I told them not to and blew up my house, which was miraculously still standing, um, and, and made it through like a sewer system into downtown to rescue someone that then just within the first 30 seconds folded their arms and rolled their eyes at me. I don't know, man. I'd be wanting to like maybe just scavenge some food and go home. Like I don't need that in my life. Well, you've got to give it to Richard that he didn't want to save her in the first place. No, he had a gut instinct that when she contacted him through the weird internet video messaging thing, which I, had st- I don't even understand how she found him, how that works. I'll just say that it did. It and she said, can you come and save me? And he went, no. Nah. And he closed it because he had a feeling that she was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's after me for my hillbilly chrome and my calculator watch. Yes, and, and, my, and my box of books. Um, yeah, he's got the mannequins. Fuck. So and so, the two things that I wanted to just talk about quickly before we wrap this up is that the mannequin reference, because the mannequins are all through these films, particularly in I Am Legend, um, but also in Omega Man. Um, but I don't think we can talk not talk about um, the awesome scene. One of my favourite scenes in I Am Legend, which we'll do that jump over, is when Will Smith goes to the video shop. In, in, oh yeah, it's because and it's like he's still, you know, sort of acting out the mundane parts of life by going to the video shop, getting a DVD, going watching it, and then taking it back the next day. I love that; it's so good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's one of my well, favorite. Right. It's favorite. One of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah, for sure. Two thousand and seven, when that was still a thing, like yeah. totally. Kids one watching that now movies. are going, "What is he?" What's he taking What's he, the, why is he taking the DVD back to JB Hi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the last blockbuster movies where that was still like a relevant thing to put in there. I was just going to say, I think Lostner's like, I'll put, a, I'll put a, a fun challenge to you. Read I Am Legend by Richard Mathis. Watch, um, what was the, the 60s movie? What was, what was uh, the, the one? Last Man on Earth last with Vincent Price. Yeah, you can, you yeah, can watch yeah. that have on, a, you, a, that's uh, available on YouTube for free. Have a marathon. Have a marathon weekend. Watch uh, Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, which is I Am Legend, and it. then I Am Omega. So you can watch all three: Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, and I Am Omega are all on YouTube. Yep, and, and pick up a book, people. It won't kill you. And pick up a book, and then just go down to the. I guess you could probably just wait till next week because the way that. This show's going, all the major commercial networks just listen to what we talk about and then just show it on TV. So I'm Legend will probably be on TV next week. Probably you will. your bottom dollar. Um, and we also got Wasteland Caps. If you want some, get on that list, motherfuckers, because they're sick.
week and we'll pop them up on the socials so you can see what they look like. Yeah, man. Merch is the thing. Merch is the thing. So we're on all the platforms, listeners and listeners. Just search Wastelands Radio Show. You'll find us on there, on the socials as well. You can email us at wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com and we're at wastelands.com.au for liner notes, episode notes and all the other stuff. That's the show. How does that mm-hmm. feel on the whole? <laughs> Hey, feels great Feels great Uh, Remember listeners and listeners Be kind, rewind And Marco, Mark Is there anything else you would like to add? On this Sunday evening, Adam It's good night from me And it's good night from him (laughs) 